0: Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in that hot, 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 hot weather today? Well, I hope you're staying nice and cool, sitting up under the A.C. I can't say that for myself. It's a little hot in here in the studio, but we're working it out. The show must go on. The show must go on. How was everybody's weekend? all right, I hope it was good because mine was pretty good and the weekends go fast. Well, i tell you what, let's get into episode 33. Episode 33 is named The Big Two. Episode 33, The Big Two. And of course, we're gonna ease on into that. You know how Coach Luke likes to do it. We're gonna ease on into the main topic of the episode. But of course, you really do know that right now, Uh, there's something going on in the league. It's called the big two as opposed to the big three. So they're kind of downsizing in the league. But nevertheless, let's get into the episode, episode 33, the big two. But before we get into the episode, you know what we got to do, people. Tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, guess what you got to do? Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, and we still adding more coaches to the, to the situation. And so hit that email button so you can get out there, get some good training, and get ready for the upcoming season. Well, all right. Let's get into the episode, people. We're starting with Chris Paul. Well, you know, as you know, Chris Paul was traded uh, uh, as well as uh, Russell Westbrook. That was the trade that happened, of course. And then Houston shipped over a ton of draft picks as well as Chris Paul. And then when that trade happened, Chris Paul was pretty much mum's the word. The only thing him and his representation said was, we want out. And you know, Chris Paul is very diplomatic. He's not going to blow his horn and say it too many times. He'll probably say it once, and then he'll let his representation handle it from there. So you're not going to hear too much from Chris Paul, and Chris Paul still has a lot left in the tank, people. He's still an excellent ball player, and he's got a good three to four more solid years in him, I believe, or maybe more. It depends on how he takes care of himself. But Chris Paul is an excellent, excellent player. But what's coming out of the OKC building is that general manager Sam Presti would love to keep Chris Paul. All right. He would like to keep Chris Paul to somewhat mentor the young guys and keep a steady ship. He says he states, I mean, that it's always great to have veterans in the building and around young players so that those young players can be taught how to handle themselves in tight situations and in game situations. And so that's why Sam Presti really doesn't want to move Chris Paul. He wants to keep Chris Paul. All right. But I have a feeling that from now to the trade deadline, which is February 2020, something will happen with Chris Paul because Chris Paul already mentioned that he wants out. And so you'll probably hear something. Who knows? Tomorrow, the next day, a month from now. And you never know. It might be during the season. But we do know Chris Paul stated that he does not want to play in OKC. And so that's the situation that's going on out of the OKC building and one Chris Paul. Chris Paul is really not happy with his current situation as far as playing, I mean, for the OKC Thunder. All right. We also know that he has not moved his family from Houston you know, and how do how do people know that? Because the media kind of grabs on to everything, and guess what? That's what winds up happening. You know, he didn't move his family, but that's that doesn't mean he's not going to move his family. That doesn't mean he's not going to play for the OKC Thunder. It just means that he's not happy with the trade, and he wants to be moved. And so, therefore, that's what's going on out of the OKC building. But Sam Presley, a great, great general manager from the OKC Thunder, all right? He really wants to keep Chris Paul. And you never know. After Chris Paul sits down with the OKC brass and talks to them for a while, he might have a change of heart. But I believe a veteran like Chris Paul, at the stage of his career, he really, a lot of veterans really don't want to mentor at this point. And especially veterans that don't have championships under their belt. I think the veterans that have championships under their belt really don't mind it that much, you know, but I think the veterans that don't have championships, like one Chris Paul, they want to go somewhere that's pretty more solid than the OKC team as far as veterans and have an opportunity to hoist the trophy. So I, I, I believe that's what Chris Paul wants. An opportunity in his waning years of his career to hoist the trophy. Alright. That's what's going on with Chris Paul. The Lakers keep the two year extension for Anthony Davis on the table. Well, as you know and in, in in our last podcast, we talked about Anthony Davis. Declining to sign the two-year extension, which would make Anthony Davis a free agent in 2020, the summer of 2020. Now that, like like Coach Luke said, that doesn't mean that Anthony Davis is going anywhere. That doesn't mean that he won't stay in the purple and gold for the Lakers. It just means that right now he feels that it's not the time to continue to talk about contracts, and he wants to get ready for the upcoming season and have the best season of his career. Now, after the season, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if they hoist that trophy and the Lakers have as good a chance as anybody to hoist that trophy, if they hoist that trophy, they won't have a problem with A.D. signing up again. But even if they don't hoist the trophy and they have a very good season, I believe Anthony Davis is in the Laker uniform at this point to stay. He, he fought very hard to get out of a New Orleans jersey. And so now that he's with a stellar organization like the Lakers, a well-run organization, uh, there was a little chaotic stuff going on earlier in the spring, but the Lakers are definitely a well-run organization. They've always been a class act for the NBA. And so now that they're back on track and they're back running very well, You know, A.D. is there, and I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but they're leaving the two-year extension that they offered Anthony Davis on the table, all right? And so that's what's happening out of the Laker building. They're going to keep the two-year extension, the Laker brass, on the table throughout the year, hoping that Anthony Davis puts pen to paper. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, news out of the New York Knick building. Rookie sensation R.J. Barrett was asked the other day, Uh, Well, anyway, let let me go back a little bit. R.J. Barrett is doing home shopping in the New York area. And one reporter asked him, "Okay, are you going to move up in Westchester or New Jersey? And R.J. Barrett replied, no, I'm living in Manhattan, right in the Big Apple, right in the center of the Big Apple. Well, I'll tell you, that's a big, big, bold move. I mean, because most of the players that play on the New York Knicks, they even live in the Westchester, upper Westchester area or New Jersey. And as a professional player, as long as you can make it to your day job, it doesn't matter where you live, as long as you're in the vicinity where you can get to the courts that you need to play and perform at a high, high level. But Coach Luke really feels that's a big, bold move. By a strong rookie in R.J. Barrett, and he's a phenomenal player. But R.J. Barrett wants to smell the smell the source of the New York area as he gets ready to embark on an excellent rookie season. And so that's a great, great thing that he answered the question that the reporter asked him just like that. No, he wants to be in the center of the Big Apple. He will be looking for a home or an apartment, a condo, for whatever, in Manhattan, right around the area of Madison Square Garden, maybe he could just walk to work, but he really wants to perform at a high high level and he's making a lot of statements people. He's making a lot of statements and they're good statements. I really like his heart and his gumption as far as being a New York Nick and being proud to be a New York Nick. That's the first start. And so the second will be performing at a high, high level and getting ready for the upcoming season. Because I tell you, it's going to be a great season because you have nothing but a young nucleus in that New York building. And it's something that you could build on. Now, of course, hey, we all had a little disappointment as far as the the, um, NBA free agency. I, like all New York Knicks fans, thought that we would get at least one max player, one big player to come to the New York area, all right? But there has been some movement as far as uh, uh, max players coming to the New York area. It's just they're on the Brooklyn Nets. They're not on the New York Knicks. But that's okay. That's okay. You'd rather get it the hard way. I always tell people, and I always tell the players that I coach, Get it the hard way because the rewards are that much sweeter once you get it the hard way and once you go up the long flight of steps instead of the short flight of steps. And so that's what the New York Knicks have to do. Go out there and get it the hard way and then your fruits of your labor will be that much sweeter. But getting, we kind of got a little off. R.J. Barrett wants to wants to uh, be in the middle of Manhattan. He wants the middle of the Big Apple, and that's a great, great thing for the young baller, R.J. Barrett. Coming out of the Rockets area, those Houston Rockets, man, they on the upswing. Russell Westbrook is in the building, and from what we're hearing right now, they're holding secret workouts. James Harding, Russell Westbrook, Eric Gordon, Clint Capella, All right, P.J. Tucker, they're all coming together and holding private workouts. It seems to me like the Rockets want to make a statement this upcoming season. They don't want to sit down, all right? They exited against uh, Golden State in six games. And so right now the Rockets are saying, hey, we got to get it together and we got to make a push. And even with the addition of Russell Westbrook, which is going to make them all that much better, They're integrating Westbrook into their program and into their workouts. Well, you know Russell Westbrook will never miss a workout. He's a consummate pro, and he's always working out. Russell Westbrook always works out. So when they call Russell Westbrook for these private workouts for the rest of the Houston Rockets, you know Russell Westbrook was ready to go, man. And so coming out of the Houston area, the Houston Rockets, the core of the team, Maybe not the whole 12 to 15 players, but the core of the team that Coach Luke just mentioned are holding private workouts and getting their game right, all right, before September. And September is training camp, and so they're trying to get ready before the training camp starts. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The Houston Rockets are really going to try to make a move and make a push to hoist that trophy. If not this year, next year. But they have a great nucleus, people. They might do it this year. I'm telling you, because the West is loaded. And so I believe all of the things that's going on in the Western Conference has prompted those Houston Rockets, again, the nucleus of the Houston Rockets, to start training and holding these private workouts. Alright. Once again, tap in baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Oh, and one more thing, people. If you want to be a sponsor on the show, if you want to have ads to your company, guess what? Hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed and you want to be a sponsor or you want ads to your company on the show, guess what? Hit that email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. All right? If you want to have be a sponsor for All Things Basketball Podcast or you want ads to your company on All Things Basketball Podcast, that's what you got to do. You got to hit me up on Instagram, leave the message, and if you go to Facebook, you got to hit the email button and leave them, your, your, a message and your information about being a sponsor or an ad. Thank you very much. All right. We're getting into the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns. Monty Williams is an excellent, excellent coach. But right now, Monty Williams is stating he wants patience from the Phoenix Suns fan base. Now, of course, the Phoenix Suns haven't won in a while. And it's kind of hard when you're a coach and you're asking fans to be patient. All right? Because I truly know, I mean, I am not patient when it comes to my New York Knicks. They got to turn it around, and they got to turn it around big time. And so it's hard to ask fans to be patient. But what I think Monty Williams is is asking is that the culture of just just slow down a little bit because they have such a young nucleus. They are such a young team that it's going to take a good two to three years before you start to see what's going on in Phoenix, all right? It's going to take a good two or three years. Everything has to maturate, and so I think that's what Monty Williams is talking about when, when he's talking about patience in the Phoenix area. But, of course, like any coaching staff, Coach Monty Williams wants to win right out the gate. I think he's saying pause for the cause because he's got a young team. He's looking at the nucleus of the team, and he has to turn around the fortunes. And it's going to be a harder job than expected. And so now that he's meeting and greeting the players, putting together his coaching staff, he's really starting to look at the horizons and probably sees – because most coaches know right off the bat, I'll tell you people, they know one of two things off the bat. Are they going to be able to jump out early and surprise people? Or are they going to be a team that's going to be like a slow movement, then speeding up like a generator and, and the light coming on? So most coaches know which way it's going to go for their teams once they meet the players and put together their coaching staff And maybe Coach Williams is starting to see that it might be more of a slow grind as opposed to an early knockout punch. And so it's great that he's making these statements so that everybody will know what the mission is. Not just the players, not just the front office, not just the coaching staff and the training staff, but the fans also know that... The fans also know that um, this situation is going to be a little bit harder said than done. And a lot of times, you just want the best for the fans. And so that's what's going on out of the um, Phoenix Suns building. He's stating, Monty Williams is stating, patience from the Phoenix Suns fan base. All right. We got that WNBA. We got that WNBA, people, that WNBA recap, all right? And here we go with the WNBA recap, all right? And you know Coach Luke loves himself some WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. And guess what? I need all of the phones off. I'm sorry, people. Very sorry for that interruption. Now, we're back to the WNBA recap, all right? All right? We had two games. We need two games. We had two games last night, all right? We had the the Minnesota Lynx, okay? We had the Minnesota Lynx, 74, and the Las Vegas Ace, 79. We had the Indiana Fever, 70, and the Chicago Sky, 78. So those were the two games in the WNBA. And so, I mean, hey, the ace are rolling, people. The ace, the the, the Las Vegas ace are definitely rolling. I'll tell you that right now. And so that's the end of our WNBA recap. But don't forget, Liberty, we're ready. We're ready for a live show, all right? We're ready for a live show, whether it be at Madison Square Garden or whether it be in Westchester, all things basketball podcast, we're ready, all right? And so all we got to do is do that little negotiating thing, and we're good. We'll be there. And again, like Coach Luke said, we won't break the bank because we'll be so happy to be in the building that you're going to get the best performance ever from us. Well, all right. That's the NBA recap. And, of course, you know Coach Luke. He got to throw that out there to the Liberty. Come on, Liberty. Let's do it. All right. Sticking with the WNBA, people. Asia Wilson, man, phenomenal forward, all-star forward. And as you know, the all-star game is coming up the weekend of the 25th, July 25th to the 27th, which is this upcoming week. But Asia, Asia Wilson will not be Uh, performing, all right? She'll probably be at the game, but she had a severe sprained ankle last night in the game. She caught a severe sprained ankle, people. And so Asia Wilson will not be performing in the All-Star game this upcoming weekend. And that's just, I mean, wow. I mean, that hurts Coach Luke's heart because I love me some Asia Wilson. She's a phenomenal, nominal player. Liz Cabage, all right, those girls, Jackie Young. I mean, I love the Las Vegas Ace. They're an excellent team. But this is going to hurt the Vegas Ace because Asia Wilson is a phenomenal player, and she's one of those cards that helps on the boards and block shots, and she's definitely a man. You should see her in the post, an excellent player. But we kind of got off. Asia Wilson will miss weeks of the, they said two to three weeks of the upcoming, of the rest of the season and the WNBA. And she definitely will not be playing this weekend. So if any of the fans are looking for Asia Wilson out there this weekend, she will not be playing in this year's All-Star game this weekend. It's just a sad, sad thing. But she'll be all right, all right? They did x-rays. There's no breaks. There's no uh, uh, ruptured Achilles. It's just a very, very... A Sprained ankle Very serious sprained ankle And those things take time to heal too So they're stating Coach Bill Lambert is stating Two to three weeks But it might be more It might be more because it depends on the individual People When something like this happens It depends on the individual okay? And so Asia Wilson Will not be playing In this weekend's All-Star Game Once again Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. I have to commend my New York Knicks. All right? As you know, the New York Knicks really didn't do much in free agency. Well, they did do some things, all right, but they didn't get any big free agents. And so as the pundits or the media likes to, um, I would say, beat down on my New York Knicks, and we don't do that at all things, basketball podcast, believe me. Because everybody here knows that Coach Luke is a big, big New York Knicks fan. All right? And you can talk about him if you're not a fan, if you are a fan. That's fine. But we're not going to beat down the New York Knicks. Not on this show. Because Coach Luke is probably one of the biggest New York Knicks fans out there. But back to, I kind of got off, back to the Knicks brass. I'll tell you what. Steve Mills. Scott Perry. Dave Fisdale class act very very professional all right people are asking oh what happened what happened you didn't get a big free agent well we're gonna go through the draft and we're gonna continue to build and that's wonderful coming out of the new york Knicks building took it great took the hit on the chin but guess what it doesn't stop we continue to try to build a winner that's what you have to do you can't cry over spilled milk, people. So I want to salute the New York Knicks brass again. You know, Steve Mills, Scott Perry, Dave Fizdale, and the whole coaching staff, the whole training staff, the whole front office for being a class act, not pouting, not worrying about getting top free agents, but building the brand. The building the New York Knicks brand is the most important thing. And that's a great thing for the New York Knicks and the fan base. And I just want to mention that. And the other thing I want to mention is quietly, people, quietly, they're courting Chris Paul. All right. Now, just like Russell Westbrook had an opportunity, I guess, to play for the Knicks because they have the cap money to take on a big salary like Russell Westbrook's. They also have the the Knicks also have the ability to take on Chris Paul's thirty eight million a season. So quietly behind the scenes, they're courting Chris Paul. Now, will that happen? We don't know. But I tell you what, the Knicks are pushing quietly. They're keeping it out of the media. All right. And don't ask how Coach Luke know. I have my sources, baby. Other people don't have the sources that All Things Basketball Podcast got, all right? But anyway, back to Chris Paul and New York Knicks. The Knicks are secretly courting Chris Paul. So don't be surprised if you hear about Chris Paul playing in the New York Knicks uniform this season. Remember, you heard it first right here at All Things Basketball Podcast and Coach Luke that Chris Paul could possibly be a New York Knicks when it's all said and done. But the Knicks are quietly courting him, trying to see what's going on in OKC, looking at the tea needs from afar, all right? And again, like Coach Luke said, maybe nothing will happen, all right? But I do happen to know that the Knicks are in quiet talks with Sam Preston about the availability of one Chris Paul. And wouldn't that be something for Chris Paul to come to the building and and help guys like Alonzo Trier and R.J. Barrett and the rest of the young group that's in the New York building? That would be great. But again, Sam Presley wants the same thing in OKC because they have a young nucleus. And that's what Sam Presley wants for Chris Paul to do there. And so that's what's going on with the New York Knicks out of the New York Knicks building. They are secretly courting Chris Paul. And hey, you never know, man. You never know what can happen. Again, like Coach Luke always says, this is the NBA, baby. Well, all right, people. We got some young buck boasting, as they say. John Morant, Jared Jackson Jr. Guess what? They're saying out of the Memphis building, we already have our big two. Now, I tell you what, they're young, they're strong, and they're phenomenal players, both these young men. And guess what? They are big two, all right? They're the two cogs in the Memphis Grizzlies' success. Will they be successful starting this season in the West? Woo, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I won't rule them out, though. I won't rule them out. And the reason why I won't rule them out. Is because it starts mentally. All right. And so, with these two gentlemen talking about their big two, and of course, this is the name of our episode, The Big Two. And that's why I named it because John Moran and Jared Jackson Jr. are saying they're already a big two. How about us? Because everybody in the league is wrapping their hands around all of the popular big twos in the league. And so these young guys, second-year player and rookie, John Moran saying, we're the big two. And that's phenomenal. I love the confidence. As a coach, Coach Luke loves to hear that type of confidence out of players. When they say, hey, look at me. Think about us when you start talking because we're going to perform at a high high level and it's just a great thing when you have two young men that are willing to perform and but they're also these two guys are the hardest workers. I've seen they're the hardest workers that get touched the floor. And so when you work hard and you believe in yourself and you believe that sky's the limit, things can happen for you. And so in Coach Luke's eyes, they are a big too. All right. Now, will it happen this season? I'm not too sure. They've got an uphill battle. You know, the the Memphis Brass is saying, patience, we're on a slow bill. Two to three years. All right. But guess what? As players, players don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about two or three years down the line. And I know the way John Morant thinks he definitely doesn't want to hear that. John Moran is talking about this year. Jared Jackson Jr. is thinking about this year. They're not thinking about two, three years down the line. So is uh, John Moran and Jared Jackson Jr. a big two? You better believe they're a big two. Now, how successful they will be, that, that big two tandem this year, it's up to them, people. It's really up to them how those two guys will perform and lead the Memphis Grizzlies. All right? It's up to those two guys. All right? And so we, we, we don't know for sure. We don't know what they're going to do. But they're in the building. And again, like Coach Luke said, they work very, very hard. Both these young men work very, very hard on their game. And they're going to always and continue to improve. And so with that improvement, yes, they are big too. All right? Again, how successful? Coach Luke doesn't know. It's only those two players that will know how successful they're going to be in this upcoming season. But it's a beautiful thing to hear when two young star ballers state their claim and stick their feet in the ground and say, let's go. Let's go. Any coach, any general manager, anybody that's in that building would love to hear that. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. i tell you that. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. And again, if you want to be a sponsor on the show, If you want ads to your company on the show, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, and if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button and leave your information if you want to be a sponsor or add to the All Things Basketball Podcast show. Thank you very much. All right. What do we have here now? We got, all right, Ben Simmons. Max deal for Mr. Ben Simmons, people. All right? And as he's got this max deal, uh, the funny thing about it is Coach Luke probably would have put a a shooting coach in that deal. Not to tease uh, uh, Ben Simmons about his shooting ability, but as you know, Ben Simmons does not shoot from the outside. He's such a great downhill player. And of course, I would have given him a max deal too. But I think I would have put that in his contract that he needs to work with a shooting coach. Now, here's the thing. They also hired him a shooting coach, but here's what's going on. Ben Simmons is reluctant to work with the shooting coach. So, see, you've given him the $170 million max deal, but he's still refusing to work with your shooting coach that you want him to work with. And so I could see if Ben Simmons was hiring his own shooting coach, but he's not doing that. He's just telling the Philadelphia brass he's working on his shot. Well, what's working on your shot after I give you $170 million? I got to see who you're working with. Can I at least meet the person and shake their hand? Because I've just spent $170 million over four years on you, sir. All right? And as you know, a lot of... Philadelphia 76's problems come when the game slows down and the other team packs it in and Ben Simmons cannot buy a jump shot. Not only he can't buy one, he won't even take a shot to keep the defense honest. And so I think what they should have done was implemented a shooting coach <laughs> in the contract. That way, once he signed the dotted line for the 170, man... Guess what? That shooting coach is coming to your house and picking you up, and you're going to work on your jump shot, all right? And so coming out of the Philadelphia building, they're a little peeved at Ben Simmons. He's an excellent, excellent talent and an excellent baller. So I don't want anybody to think that Coach Luke is teasing Ben Ben Simmons, all right? He can do it all. The one thing that he's not doing is keeping defenses honest. There's a point in time where you got to shoot jump shots as a point guard to keep the defense honest. And if you don't do that, then you're hurting your team. And so this is what they're trying to do with Ben Simmons right now. Help him get a 15, 20-footer. You don't have to shoot threes, Mr. Simmons. Just get a good 15, 20-foot uh, jump shot or set shot so that you can keep a defense honest so that you can dump it down into Joel Embiid or Tobias Harris. Eli, you got to pull when you talk about Tobias Harris and so that they can do their thing down low. That's all they want out of the Philadelphia building. So coming out of the Philadelphia building, like Coach Luke said, Ben Simmons signs for $170 million, but I really think they should have implemented a shooting coach in the contract. All right. James Harden. James Harden cites there never was a problem with him and CP3. There never was a problem with him and Chris Paul. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. We, we got to stop this. Everybody under the sun knew that there was a problem between those two superstars. Everybody knew it, all right? And on the heels of the great general manager, Dal Morey, saying it on an interview on ESPN, he mentioned that there was a problem, James Harden. So now you're going to say to the media there never was a problem when the general manager of the Houston Rockets stated that there was, all right? So who's telling the truth? Daryl Morey's telling the truth. And you're trying to skirt on a situation that's over with. Now, of course, Chris Paul is on LKC. So he's out of the building and out of your way. But I mean, come on. You're not going to be able to get along with everybody. So what's the big deal in letting people know, hey, you know, me and Chris Paul, we really didn't get along. We didn't see eye to eye, all right? Look, everybody saw the exit. Once you guys left the floor in Golden State, you know, everybody saw you hugged everybody except for Chris Paul. You hugged your teammates and slapped them five. And the only person you didn't do that with was one Chris Paul, James Harden. So it, it was seen. We know it. All right. And again, Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, stated it. There was an issue up top between you and Chris Paul, all right? And so we knew it already. It was known already. So there was no reason for James Harden to come out with these uh, 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 bogus comments yesterday. We never had a problem. I've never had any problem with uh, Chris Paul ever. We always got along very well. Don't you see the commercials? Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's let's let it go. He's in OKC. You've got your childhood friend and your AAU teammate with you and Russell Westbrook, all right? But I'll tell you one thing about that. We're going to see how long that union stays the same. Cuz you you got two alpha males right now. You got two alpha males and you know Russell Westbrook's a dog, man. He's an alpha male, all right? And James Harding is an alpha male. So I'm hoping that it works for the greater good. Two young men that have never sniffed the NBA championship. If they can blend, they got a chance. And if they can't blend, it's going to be a problem. But coming out of Houston, James Harding wants us all to believe that there never was a problem with him and Chris Paul. I just think it's a crock of junk. Coach Luke really thinks it's a crock of junk because it was already stated already before you came out with these comments, Mr. James Harding. Well, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, people, we had a wonderful, wonderful episode. As always, you know, we try to give you the best info in the building or in basketball, period. We're transcending up episode 33. You know, i like to thank my whole staff for, for putting up with me good, bad, and different. You're the best staff in America. Don't let nobody tell you different. And we're going to take this ride together, all of us. And so we had a wonderful, wonderful episode. I'll see you guys Wednesday, 7 p.m. Good night. God bless.